0: Welcome to the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. I'm your host, Lupna, and today I am joined by my co-host, Woon Tan. Woon, good morning.
1: Hi, hi everyone. Hi, the Entrepreneur Sushi Club family.
0: (laughs) Oh, now it's a family. We went from community to family in microseconds. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. We are a weekly podcast where we give you insight into the personality of successful sushi adoring entrepreneurs showing you that success is all about having fun in and with your business without the hustle and the grinding and boy do we have an amazing guest today and i know i say that on every episode but it's true everyone that loves or likes sushi is an amazing guest. We have the amazing Jade Matthews, who is the CEO and founder of Intuitive Fitness, a global brand, blah, blah, bland, a global <laughs> brand for fierce, ambitious women. Uh, oh my God, to build the body of their dreams, show up confidently, and become the star of their own show. Imagine you being the star of your own show. Her purpose and aim is to build up as many women around the world as possible by guiding them through a physical and emotional breakthrough and change to help them show up bolder and more energized in every aspect of their lives, careers, and businesses. She went from being a competitive dancer to a marathon runner. Jade has learned to embrace the love in the journey by improved body confidence, self-love, and self-worth, and is here today, helping women around the world go from avoiding mirrors to walking into a board meeting like they own the joint. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jade. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. Oh, it's great it's to be here. Pleasure <laughs> to have Jade walking into a boardroom like we own the joint. Tell yes. me, what's that like? Well, basically... It comes from, right,
2: before I was in the fitness industry and health industry, I worked in corporate career for about a decade. I've also worked for two major airlines. So I've worked in aviation and then I went on to corporate. And I always felt so much smaller than everybody else. And I'm not talking physically at the moment. I'm talking like I just felt like my self-worth was always in the drain. I just felt like everybody else was more experienced than me. Everybody else was better than me, smarter than me, earning more money than me I was just always and I used to work in a place where I would have to set up the boardroom and I remember like all these big people well in my head they were like these big people like up at the top of their careers and everything like that and I'd always look at them like oh my god that can never be me like when can I ever walk into a boardroom like that and I think and now I think to myself because obviously that was a very long time ago and now I'm like No, anybody can if you build up your confidence and your self-worth. It was just because of the way I viewed myself. I viewed myself as less than everybody else, no matter how much I worked or how many qualifications I got or how much experience I had. I was always kind of like that person who wasn't quite as good as everybody else. But that was just my image of myself. So a lot of the work I do now is all about how are we looking at ourselves? And I speak to a lot of women on a daily basis, and they really lack confidence. It doesn't even matter if they they might be at the top of their career game for example but they really lack that confidence still despite how much they earn or what position they hold in their company or their business yeah. they seem to have that imposter syndrome like kicking in every now and again like can this is this really possible for me like am I worth this success and I was like yeah something needs to be done about this
0: <laughs> I can totally Definitely. imagine yeah and, and to be fair in personal experience, confidence is a lifelong journey. I think that every, every step we take in life, it requires us to reconnect with our confidence and take another step out of the comfort zone. I mean, I still remember when um, uh, I started really embracing my passion for sushi. People were like, oh, my God, you're crazy. How can anyone talk about sushi every day all day long with such a passion? I'm like, yeah. I love it. I really love it. And, I, and I'm fully embracing that passion of mine. Uh, so yeah I love it so let's start with the sushi journey on our podcast what's your favorite sushi and why do
2: you know what this was a hard question because I actually love like all of it but if I had to choose because I made a journey I used to be a vegetarian for like six years and then I transitioned to pescatarian so for me it's anything with salmon on it
1: because
2: I just became obsessed with salmon all of, a summer, all of a sudden. I love salmon sashimi and anything with avocado. So I love the ones that with like a little bit of avocado in it.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, Woon has a story about salmon that shocked me when he told me this.
2: Okay. Is it a good well, shock or a bad shock?
0: <laughs> it's, uh, for me, it was a bad shock. Okay. <laughs>
1: It's not. It's not that big a story anymore. <laughs> well, we've been sharing episodes. it everywhere. <laughs> what was it again? I can't remember what was the story.
0: Where does sushi, where does salmon come from?
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah. So where where um yeah. So salmon sushi is Norwegian. It was in in Japan. The sushi is is mainly tuna, and so it was really the the Norwegians that were. Trying to find a market for their, you know, the the North Atlantic salmons. and um, that's when they created this salmon sushi market.
2: Oh my god! I totally didn't know this.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so which they, I guess, use, to be honest, I use, think anyone
2: <laughs> I think anyone you tell that they'd, they'd be like, oh, okay, then, right? Because obviously, when when you say sushi to someone, they just think Japan. <laughs> like I don't think anyone thinks any other country. But yeah, yeah. that's interesting to know. Oh, yeah, the the spicy tuna is quite nice as well. But if I'm honest, I'll naturally go towards the salmon. Definitely like some sort of salmon platter of some sort.
0: (laughs) Cool. So salmon and avocado. When did your love for sushi start? Do you remember?
2: I think it started about I think it was like about a decade ago. And that's because I used to always look at it. Now, I've always been quite when I was younger, I was a bit of a picky eater. But um, I'm obviously making up for it now because I'm not a picky eater now. But um, when I used to look at sushi and not like the look of it, but I would see other people eating it and talking about it. And then they'd uh, they'd be like, well, they're saying all this amazing stuff about it. Let me just give it a go. So I tried it and that was it. I was like, wow, because it's very particular to look at. And if you haven't been exposed to that kind of food when you're younger, obviously it does look very um, very different, shall we say, but is, it, is as... it
1: daunting or you just didn't like it or what what, what emotion what, what did you see and what did you feel when you see the images of sushi when you were young I younger? think it
2: was the raw fish I think that's what used to put me off because I've never when I was a child I used to hate fish any kind of fish whether it was cooked raw anything and my mom used to be like please eat some fish because she would be worried about me like not getting my nutrients but um years went by I wouldn't touch fish hated the smell hated the sight of it and then I turned vegetarian and was like oh well this is easy because I don't eat fish anyway um and then I started craving fish so I was like okay this is a different story now like my body actually wants it (laughs) and then yeah that's how it came along I was like no I'm gonna try salmon sashimi because you know you you go from not eating fish to like eating raw fish yeah totally normal um (laughs) yeah but yeah, yeah now I'm hooked now I could eat it like all the time but I mean, it's not a good idea, obviously. But yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I know. And I, I tell the people, I could eat sushi every day. Believe you me, it could be my lunch or dinner every day. I don't do it because after doing that a full week, I'm afraid I'll hate it because it's too much. Yeah. So I'm afraid that, you'll get bored. You'll get bored because you've had it so much. So I tend to once or twice a week. Uh, the pandemic didn't help, to be fair, mm. uh, with the sushi. Uh, 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 access to sushi, but um, but yeah, no, on average once or twice a week. So I love I love that that you know that it was a decade ago, and it's very fascinating because a lot of people when they share their journeys, it's all about I can't imagine myself eating raw fish. Yeah, and and that that that's a hump that they have to go over before. But when they do, most people that I I know at least say I loved it and they could eat it, and I've been known to convert people to sushi eating uh, individuals. So yeah cool um tell us a little bit one of the questions that we love to ask is if you your personality your character um was a sushi what would the ingredients be and why wow i like this
2: i think it would be now forgive me if i don't know all the traditional names no wait okay you know the i think it's a californian crab roll where it's got the crab the avocado
0: and you know where it's got
2: everything in it? Because I'm a little mixture of everything. <laughs> so as much as I like physically eating anything with salmon or like, like salmon sashimi, it, I would have to be one of the mix, mixed rolls where there's a little bit of everything in them. So like a bit of crab, a bit of, uh, of um, what uh, usually comes near the crab, it's the avocado and the crab. And some of them, I don't know if you've heard of the, the you probably have been to itsu, the sushi shop. Um, I don't have one where I live, but I'm from London. I don't know. I no longer live in London anymore. So I don't have one in my town where I live. And I'm really gutted about that. But um, they've got ones with like little chives in them and little bits of tuna and little bits of this and that. And I love the fact that they've just put anything in them and it's actually worked and it just tastes amazing. So I'll definitely be one of those roles where there's just a little bit of everything in it. A little okay, bit cool. of everything.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, let's break that down. So, what does the crab stand for in your personality or character? character? Oh, I, I love I this. Love this
1: part of the interview.
2: <laughs> okay, the crab, um, I think of, now I don't want this to sound aggressive. I think of like the little snappy bits of a crab. Yeah. So, we've all got that little snappy part. Yeah. And then the avocado would just be the smooth part because I'm a bit of both. Because I okay. think of something, I think when I think of an avocado, I think like smooth.
0: Okay, so a little bit of tough love.
2: Yeah, basically, and my style of coaching, so yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, are those the only two ingredients? So the crab and the avocado, what, what, do you have any other ingredients in your personalised sushi?
2: I love, this doesn't really come in the sushi, but I love the pickled ginger next to it.
0: Okay. I can't well, eat
2: anything without the pickled ginger, and that's the crunchiness.
0: <laughs> okay, and what does that stand for in terms of your personality and characteristics?
2: I would say it's probably more the, the deeper part, like the, you know, the part we don't always see on the surface mm-hmm. and everybody has that part of their personality, whether it comes out or not, but everyone's got that. But that's the kind of deeper part of that. Um, if I need to go crunch, then I will, <laughs> if
0: that makes any sense. No, 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 it does. I mean, yeah. uh, my style of coaching and mentoring is, is a direct one. I do yeah. I'll cut through the BS and pinpoint exactly what you need to do and then I'll say okay what, what's the action you're going to take you can't Amazing. escape me and that's that's me and I know that about me I can be I could be nice I can be sweet but the velvet gloves come off when I coach because Love I need it. you to get past your 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 uh stumbling blocks I need you to get past the the thing that you can't get past on your own so for me anything that's punchy could be wasabi could be pickled ginger we're gonna ask you about the wasabi for bonus points uh in a minute um and that's it but it also the avocado for me is the smoothness around i'm also nice i'm not doing this to hurt you yes to be mean just for the sake of being mean i'm doing this because i want to empower you to take a next step yep
2: yeah, exactly i love it I, I love that i love that part and I made that mistake very early on in my coaching. Like when I first transitioned online, I was always trying to be this really nice person who was like, oh, I understand. I'm really sorry that you're feeling like that and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, no, this isn't, this isn't helping anyone. It's not helping me and it's not helping the person who I'm coaching. Right. So, yeah, you need that little bit of tough love, definitely.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's one of the reasons why the purpose behind our podcast is we give you insight into the personality of successful, sushi-adoring entrepreneurs because – everyone is different. Everyone is unique. And it's that uniqueness that brings the most value into the world. And when we tap into that uniqueness, and we use the metaphor of sushi, because I love sushi. And we all do. (laughs) Moon does and Gail does. We all love sushi. So how about we use that as the perspective that we put on that? Because I'd rather have people learn and know and be inspired to be themselves most of the time because that's the most valuable you. That that's generates the most value. Uh, so we're going to go into this a little bit deep from the perspective of Sushi so that people can have, anyone can have a successful business. Anyone can build a business on their own terms. 100 percent. Yeah. Cool. Well, we've got the what's your favorite sushi? We've got the where did your sushi journey start? And we've got the what's your personality in terms of sushi. And I love that you use the California role. It is one of the roles that is a great start to sushi if you don't like sushi already. Let's tap into body confidence and self-worth and self-value because those topics are, um, are very dear to my heart. I, I remember when I was A young teenage girl I used to be overweight I know that people don't believe me when I say that but it's it's true and I've struggled with my own body confidence for a very very long time so I love that you're you're focusing on that topic what spurred you and I know I know your story but what spurred you into this topic
2: um I think it was because now I don't want to make an assumption but the because I speak to so many women every day it was because there were so many women out there that no matter what they look like, they still struggle with body confidence yeah. and they, they could literally be bodybuilders. They could be bikini competition hosts or whatever they they they're called. And they'd still struggle with their either mental health or physical health of some sort. So for me, I really tapped into like, what is body confidence then? Because we look at certain people, like, for example, we'll look at a model on a runway and presume that they're like quote unquote perfect, but we don't know how that person feels about themselves. Yeah. So we're looking at this person like, oh, I want a body like that, but is this person actually happy with themselves? And we kind of look at these people and be like, oh, I want to be this size or I want to be this ideal size, which ideal is very vague because it's what's ideal for me. And what's ideal for you is completely different. So I really tapped in on like, right. What is body confidence? Because, you know, to be a, that to include that in your training and to include it in my—I didn't include it at first. It really came down to, you know, honing in on what does it actually mean. Like doing this research, like looking at these, look, putting polls out on LinkedIn and putting polls out on groups on Facebook, just to see what it actually means to other people. Because I think there's this—I do think there's a miscommunication with what it is these days, especially on platforms like Instagram. And TikTok, where it's all very visual. Um, And I was thinking to myself, there's a lot of people out there getting the wrong end of body confidence and giving the wrong impression to especially the younger generations who are very impressionable and, you know, might be struggling a lot with their physical and mental health as well, especially when it comes to looking at these videos online and these reels and and you know what's always it's basically in our faces every single day so what are these young people consuming every single day to make them believe that oh yeah this person's body confident because they look perfect to me and that is just not in my opinion that's just not what it is it's not it's not a case of like what i look at victoria's secret models and think they look amazing but somebody else might be looking at them like "Mm, i don't know about that they look unhealthy for example yeah and yet we don't know how these models feel about themselves. You don't know. Just because they're a model and they're getting paid millions to walk up a catwalk actually doesn't say anything about body confidence, really. We don't know how they feel.
0: Well, that brings, brings us to an interesting topic. Can we see from the outside whether or not someone feels confident? I mean, I remember the uh, events where people shared with me, oh, but you're so confident. I'm like, how do you know that?
2: Yeah, It's true. People used to say it to me all the time when I wasn't. People would be like, oh, but you sound really confident. And I'd just be like, well, I'm not trying to be. That's just how I personally come across. And when it comes to body confidence, I guess that's just taken a very long time as well. So I know that things do take time. It comes with experience. It comes with a lot of things personally, like what you want to do for yourself, um, what you're willing to sacrifice. Well, not sacrifice. I think that's the wrong word. But what you're willing to do for yourself yeah. in order to feel more confident because a lot of people want to be more confident, but they don't take any action towards being confident. And I heard earlier on, you mentioned like, when you're working with your clients, you say to them, right, what action are you going to take now? And I'm, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not the type of coach who takes on clients who, to just tell them some nice words like, Oh, don't worry. You're going to be fine. Like you look amazing. No, like what action are you going to take? If you want to feel body confident, genuinely, then we need to take action towards whatever that looks like to you. You can't just sit at home and hope that someone's going to put it through your letterbox because that's not how it works. You have to work towards it somehow. You have to make changes to how you want to feel. So how do you want to feel? You want to feel more confident. Okay. Well, so what can you do to feel more confident? It's not going to, no one's going to give it to you in a glass, unfortunately. (laughs) <laughs> it's not juice <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> you know and I, I wish there was a pill because a lot of people believe that they need to be confident before they take action now i believe yes. the opposite is true of For course me, that's my action breeds confidence so you want to feel more confident take action and it could be the smallest step towards something that you can possibly think about but the more you do something the more you will feel confident and a lot of people still believe I need to be confident before I do this or I do that. And it could be anything, fill in the blanks. Uh, And that's one very important insight that I learned many, many years ago is that don't wait for confidence to strike me. I need to take action towards it. And as I do it uh, and I immerse myself into something that I want to be able to do, the more confident you will start feeling, the more you will feel you've mastered something. And I'm I'm guessing that the same applies to body confidence. Yeah, definitely. Oh,
2: sorry, go
1: on. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm just really curious. So, you know, when you meet your clients, what sort of um, answers do they come up with when they talk about, or what, what do people would say when they feel body confident? And what's the emotional state? What, what, what's the mental state when they get to that state of confidence? Like, what, what does it mean to be body confident?
2: I think it's getting to a place of acceptance. And what I mean by acceptance is not like, right, that's it. I'm not going to eat healthy anymore. I'm not going to go to the gym. Like not that kind of acceptance. I think that's where people get it wrong. They think it's just like, I'm just going to accept being this size and not do anything about it. I think what body confidence is, is accepting that where your body is and where it's going. So where my body is right now, but I still go to the gym and train because I want it to be a certain way and feel a certain way. But also it's it's accepting that you're going to have bad days where you're going to wake up, you're going to feel miserable, you're going to not feel so confident. We're all going to get those days where we look in the mirror and feel a little bit like, oh, blur, like whatever. And those are fine. It doesn't mean you're not body confident. It just means you're having a bad day. A bad day doesn't mean a bad life. It's just accepting that. You know, there are those days where, yeah, I wake up sometimes and I just feel like a little bit like, oh, bloated, fat, whatever. Like, we all these things go through our heads. It doesn't mean that's a fact. It just means right, you're having a bad day. Don't go into self sabotage mode, which is where unfortunately a lot of women go. Just accept it and just be like, right, I'm just having a bad day. Just accept it. Let's get through it and then pick up pick up where you left off. So that to me is what body confidence is, and that's what I teach. It's just that when you're there, it's not so much of a I've got on top of Everest feeling. It's more a kind of I'm in control of how I feel about myself, whether that's positive or negative. I know that I can control and regulate my emotions around it.
0: But is it you said something very interesting just now? And I, I think I want to ch- I know I want to challenge it. One of the you just said that uh, whenever someone feels off that they, that they realize that they're just having a bad day. But is it really a bad day or is it a bad moment? Isn't there something very destructive about thinking that you're going to have a bad day, which as which becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. But the moment that you feel, oh my God, I feel bloated today, isn't that just that moment? doesn't have to be all day.
2: It's true, actually. And I'm glad you've called me out about it. It is true. It is. It is I, I even need to do that myself in terms of my own self-improvement because sometimes I get to that point of, oh, it's a bad day now. And that's part of my mental health struggles that I've had in the past decade of being like, oh, you've written the whole day off just because of one moment. And you're right, it is just a moment. And it's about stopping yourself there and then, so that it doesn't become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so that you don't go into self-sabotage mode, which a lot of women do without even realizing. And that could literally be like going off the rails with snacking with drinking with you know absolutely like they just kind of throw all their plans out of the window and think like well i don't feel very good about myself in this moment that means i don't i shouldn't try and go to the gym or i shouldn't try and improve myself or you know it it like you said it just spirals and it's about stopping that spiral in its tracks yeah. and being like nope this is it that this is where it stops yeah
1: yeah i, I think that's such a good good point it's like just just because you don't like that piece of sushi doesn't mean you don't like sushi at all
2: exactly (laughs) oh my god i love it (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: the analogy
2: yeah (laughs) Yeah,
0: i like it yeah and, and let's be transparent i still catch myself in those moments i'm not i'm not i'm not perfect in any way shape or form i'm a human being just like anyone else but we tend to our language impacts our behavior more than we tend to realize and whether you're saying it out loud or you're saying it just to yourself it really is important and I found myself saying oh god I I, this didn't work this is going to be a hell of a day and as I said it I found myself after a couple of hours doing everything that I did not intend to do and actually creating that bad day and I thought but this is not what I want that was a bad moment. I can take a yes. break, go have a walk or do something else, then come back at it. But because I said to myself, it's going to be a bad day, it's literally what I started to create that bad day. Having said that, Jade, as we are going into the last segment of our time together, mm-hmm. what are some tips that you can share with our audiences that are maybe are struggling right now with their b- body confidence, self-love, self-worth?
2: I would say the best piece of advice is to simply take action. Now I know that sounds, I know they've probably heard this before and it's probably getting on their nerves. So I'm going to break it down (laughs) because what I mean by take action, a lot of women I work with, they kind of like, oh, I'm going to wait until I've got my ducks in a row before I start X, Y, Z routine. And there's no such thing as a perfect routine. You just need to simply get started because like you mentioned before, action leads to confidence. And if you're not taking the action, then you're not gaining confidence. And then it's a Spiral, and then it's just you stay in the vicious circle. So it would just be to take action and to not sit and dwell in your feelings because there are a lot of people out there who aren't body confident and but who aren't doing anything about it. So they've either given up or they think it's not possible for them or they think they're not worthy of feeling body confident and happy and confident in themselves or they think that they're going to lose friends or family members or colleagues are going to judge them if they suddenly start feeling confident, which is. BS, like, let's face it, you know, everyone has the right to feel confident and to feel amazing within themselves, regardless of their past or their, their job or their career, or whatever. So it's to simply just to start taking small steps it's, that is that it might sound like a cliche, but it's true. It's the, the action of those steps will lead to confidence. And then it will just be a snowball effect where you just gain momentum, you gain confidence. And before you know it, you're just doing it naturally without thinking.
0: Um, for the, for those listeners that are now thinking, well, what could be a small step? Do you have a couple of examples?
2: Yeah, of course. If someone isn't active at all, it would I would just start with walking. Um, if someone is active but they kind of don't stick to structure very well, or they don't like sticking to structure for whichever reason, then it would just be aiming for more of a flexible approach to their health and fitness. So not so not not these drastic diets that we hear about, which don't give anyone any like budge movement, like any budge room, whatever the word is. So anything flexible that can work around your lifestyle and fit your lifestyle like a glove is going to complement your lifestyle. And it's not going to stress you out because you can fit it in with what you're doing, regardless of whether you run a business, you have a stressful career, um, whether you're looking after kids all day, as long as it's something that you can fit in around that routine, and make it flexible, then that will also give you the confidence as well, because it will be something that you can stick to. Therefore it will raise your confidence levels. A lot of programs out there and a lot of diet plans and meal plans, they're very rigid. So when people can't stick to them, they lose confidence in themselves and think, Oh, I've, I've got a problem. I can't stick to something. And it's not that it's not a problem with that person. It's just that it's too rigid for that person to follow in a day-to-day lifestyle. And, you know, we're all busy. We all need something flexible. So if it's if it's flexible and can fit your lifestyle around that, then go for it, because then it will make that person much happier and much more confident.
0: Awesome. Jade, if people are now thinking, how do I connect with it? Because I've got some questions or maybe they want to follow you. How can they connect with you?
2: of course well I um, my main platforms are facebook and linkedin that's where i spend most of my time especially on facebook um at jade matthews and also i have started on instagram as well that's that came up from clubhouse because I, yeah. as you know clubhouse became quite popular at the beginning of the year so i started that off because i was on clubhouse and people were like where's your instagram link and i didn't have a i didn't have a profile because i wasn't using it